he wrote a whole essay about it, about how it creates a ludonarrative dissonance between the story and the mechanics because Sacco's eyes <laughs> got so big. You said a bunch of words that I didn't understand. I was following. <laughs> We're good. So... <laughs> I was I was like in the zone and then I looked over at yeah. his screen and Sackle she was, was little... just having a panic attack. Welcome to the Crown Unions Podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matt, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. I'd like to remind everybody that there are no stupid questions. So I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing so good. It is shocking. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. What? Why? Shocked? Are you why, shocked? Why is that, why is that I, shocking? I would, I would are you say, shocked at a <laughs> biological level? <laughs> I am shocked at a biological level. Um, you you recently you recently um commented on how I'm really bad at asking you what the topic is and I haven't done it in a while. And since yeah. I'm never gonna top that, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it, Marissa. <laughs> what is today's topic? Today's topic is all about Bioshock. I absolutely love, love, love this game. I'm so glad we are doing this. And I absolutely love your segue because it was definitely better than whatever the fuck I was ever going to say. I, you said you didn't have one and then you said you had one like at the last second. And so I was like, I'm just going to save them because it's not good. I, I used what I said I was going to say. I was just going to cut right to the... My, my segue oh. was the fact that you called me out on not asking you questions anymore. So I was like, I am asking Perfect. the topic today. Yes. I'm, oh, I see. I'm learning more about Bioshock than I um Yeah. Than I thought I would researching this, but I'm really excited to to really deep dive this. Well, so just for maybe new listeners and anyone who hasn't listened to an all boat before, uh we do spoil the game. So just so you know, we will only be talking about the first one in the series. And uh we're gonna be talking about some history on the game, our personal connections to the game, and then we're gonna be going through general plot and characters. And kind of how you play the game, gameplay things, and then we will talk about things we did like and didn't like, and then we give it a re like a mark, which is very fun. And uh, I'm I'm saying that now because every time I do it, I feel like Sacco and Matt look at me with shock. I can't. I'm never gonna say shock a million times this podcast now. Uh, shock and also like, you know, like betrayal. Like I betrayed them, um, yep. even though it's part of the format. So they're yeah. never prepared. So I'm giving them like an hour to prep. You you gave me that knowledge in the left ear, right out the right ear. I can't wait to be shocked at the. But end Matt, of the you're wearing headphones. They should have trapped in the knowledge. All right. <laughs> so moving on. Uh... <laughs> I hope you caught my deep breath into the microphone. I I did not. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i know we've all done a little bit of research here but i would like you guys to look away from your notes because i'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions oh, about Bioshock i don't have notes what you about. actually <laughs> I don't, just for clarification okay. actually I don't have can notes. you i have wikipedia open yeah can you turn away from enough. the wikipedia <laughs> page uh what year was bioshock released in Ooh, i literally looked this six I I know for a fact because I just read this before we started. How close was I, Matt? Uh, it was 2007 on the Xbox, and then it was fucking 3 every time, every single 
fucking time there's a there's a question about a year i'm one year off every time yeah was that correct I'm it was it was sick of yeah it was made for the so Xbox it came out in august of 20 uh 2007 rather and uh this is technically classified as first person shooter it has rpg elements but it is mainly yeah. fps yeah uh who developed it 2k games yeah. I I would also say 2K games. Yeah, and it was ported by Innovation. It's, it was an I word. Was it Innovation? No. Oh, PlayStation. I, I don't think I it was like the... Idol. I was thinking it was Idol. I can something. find it. Idol. I, I started with an I. Irrational. It, it was ported by Irrational. It was ported by Irrational. Yeah. So also we have uh, what's do we said we kind of said what system it was on. So it was originally on the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation three yes yeah and yeah. on like windows yeah and then windows and that good stuff and quick question who was the director zero zero no idea zero ken levine <laughs> and this one i actually know <laughs> because i had multiple songs from the game but who's the composer for the oh score? i can't know that either adam levine thing Oh my god, no. I'm gonna say <laughs> neither of those. Uh, so it's, no it's, Gary, it's Gary Scheiman or Skyman. I'm not sure on the pronunciation there, but I had many of the songs because they're it's a very good soundtrack. And yeah. that's something I do want to um kind of mention. Last question. What notable people in history? There's actually three authors I'm th- I'm looking at, as well as two historical figures went into the creation of this game. So this is this is information that I just learned, and I was intrigued by this. Um, for so the Rockefeller man, <laughs> the Rockefeller man. That's actually his. Full I forgot name. his yeah. full. I forgot his first name. John the, D. Rockefeller Jr. Yeah, sure. Like that could be it. Yeah. <laughs> Between you and me, I, I would assume you were the more right out of <laughs> John D. Rockefeller or uh, Junior, sorry, or uh, the Rockefeller man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also George Orwell, because okay. I just found out that George yeah. Orwell's name isn't George Orwell. I would have guessed George Orwell I am, because you said George Orwell before the podcast. <laughs> alone that his name isn't. Uh, there are three more people. I don't. I'm not. One looking, of which you cheat. both know the name of. And it might be shocking. Is it an Debatable. Uh, or is it a notable... Is it human? Jesus? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so he created the happiest place on earth. McDonald's. Walt Disney. Walt Disney? <laughs> Walt Disney. <laughs> Correct. So we have Walt Disney, which is a little bit... Like, I, I get the thought behind it and, like, what yeah. he created and how that went into it. It is one of those things, I think, when you're thinking about it on a surface level, it's like, wait, what? Like, how does that make yeah. sense? Uh, but yeah, Walt Disney. I think Disney, there's a very fine line between Walt Disney World and a dystopian society. Yeah. I think we walk that line every single day. <laughs> and then um, we have uh, Huxley. So this was the author of Brave, Brave New World, which was is often kind of thought in companionship with 1987, which is by George Orwell. So those both describe utopian, dystopian. What did I say? You said 1987, it's 1984. It is 1984. <laughs> I know that. I read that. <laughs> you can leave that in there. That was just a total brain slip. It was totally just, just you, you're going too fast. I'm going too fast. 
It was yeah. 2007, threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So 1984 by George Orwell and yeah. Huxley wrote ba- Brave New World. And then also I- Ayn Rand, who wrote Atlas Stru- Shrugged. And there's actually quite a few references throughout the game to Ayn Rand, which is really um, interesting. Obviously, you'll recognize there's a character named Atlas. Yep. Uh, so that's definitely pulled that's across. Where my mind went first. And Andrew Ryan is actually a partial um, play off the name Ayn Rand. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so they've taken some of the letters to create Andrew Ryan, and that is kind of a nod to her. There's a couple other things that are a nod to her. Um, and last question. What... Where did they borrow? Uh, what video game did they play off of? There's kind of two. One is well known. One is not. Doom. Was it Doom? So I know. I know that the guy whose name I already forgot, um, <laughs> who uh, produced it, it was Adam Levine. Sounding it was Levine something. Ken Levine. Yeah. Ken Levine. I, he worked for another game studio. Yeah, so he worked for Looking like a... Glass Studios, and actually a lot of the team that worked on Bioshock worked for that studio, and their game is, uh, Bioshock is considered the spiritual successor yeah. of this game series. Do you remember the name of it? No, I forgot I forgot that also. But I know that I the theory of it is in mind. Like, this this, this is kind of, like, came out of... Yeah. I, I want to say, like, Cells. Like, it's not Splinter Cell. Uh, System Shock 2 System was specifically Shock. Oh, what they worked on. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of considered like a cult classic. Like if you know about it, you know about it kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, it was a critically successful game. And it literally <laughs> said on the Wikipedia page, not a financial success. Yeah. <laughs> which is just a really funny way to say it after the fact. Uh, but they took elements from it. Yeah, and themes from it, to my understanding, wasn't the lock picking mechanic from System Shock the like pipe thing? Very, very well, could have been. I will look that up. So the only thing, the only thing I know is that uh, I, while I was like doing my research, I like followed the Wikipedia links, and I, I looked mm-hmm. up some pictures of System Shock. Not a good looking game. Not uh, awesome. C- came out for like the Windows ninety eight. Not great. But I'm sure at the time it was fantastic. But All right. uh, really glad that Bioshock uh, turned out the way it did. Yeah, so there was one <laughs> other game series that they pulled um, concepts from. I, I have no idea what that is. You've played it. I didn't do... Ooh. What? What? Actually, is I believe it, you both played... Is it Doom? Psycho said Doom. Games from the series. Games? Multiple? Uh, you've played one for sure, Sacco. I don't know. Matt, I think, has played more I, than I one. I don't know, maybe. It's a horror game. Or a series. Amnesia? Survival horror. 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 Is it? Horror? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> what What was that when Bioshock was out? Was it? Le- uh... It's a famous fear. horror fear? game. Left 4 Dead? Is it Fear? No. No. Fear? Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil. Yeah. I knew that. So on the tip of my tongue. Bioshock. (laughs) 
I, I think we should maybe go into the plot because I feel yeah. I feel like the plot, getting the plot out of the way is probably going to be the biggest thing. Yeah. So Bioshock is well known for its narrative. Well, for the world and for the narrative, I would I think those were the most successful aspects of the game where people mm-hmm. thought maybe certain elements of the gameplay were a little bit clunkier. The the atmosphere, the environment, the map, the elements of the environment definitely come across very strongly. And also it's very well known for having a huge plot twist that was well received. Um, so yeah. Do you, I, so, do you guys want me to just jump into the plot or are you guys I, I was gonna say like we like I the like after doing research and like playing the game like I was like yeah like this is a very deep and like like this game is amazing and like it's very deep and like it's very cool after like doing research it's like way deeper than I thought yeah they put a so, lot like, of thought into this game I like we're gonna try and do it justice but like definitely if you haven't played it like definitely play it Look yeah, I would say if you haven't played it, I would maybe skip would ahead <laughs> to maybe I I would just play it and then come back and listen to this play podcast and come back, as well. Yeah, yeah. it is it is, is a really good game, like definitely worth playing. Yeah, so uh, in Bioshock, actually, maybe this will be a more fun way than just me spouting out the facts. Matt, Sacco, yes. what do you guys remember from the story? There's little sisters, and your objective is to murder them. Can we can we go well, chronologically? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in an airplane and you die. Yes. So you are. It takes place in the 1960s, and yeah. you are Jack, and you are on a pass. You are a passenger on a plane, and it crashes into the Atlantic Ocean, and yes. you swim to a lighthouse. And a very cool lighthouse. A very creepy lighthouse. Very cool and creepy lighthouse. (laughs) And it has a like elevator terminal thing that goes down into the ocean. Um, And you get to the bottom and you are in a ruined well it looks like a building. You soon find out you're actually this is an undersea city called Rapture. Is very what happens cool. next? Uh, yeah, the there's like a um, tube system. There's like cars, like train. Well, you you get you get attacked by a splicer. Does that you happen immediately? Beat, yeah, you have to beat a, you have to beat a, beat the splicer with a wrench. Immediately? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like immediately, and then you kill the well, splicer. Well, the first and then I believe the first thing happens actually Atlas? is Atlas contacts you via radio. Yeah, he tells you to pick up the wrench. I remember the and radio. Kill the splicer. Yes. Right? Would you, I think kindly? Says, would you yeah. kindly pick up the wrench and kill that splicer? Yeah, and you 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 <laughs> kindly do that. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh my god, my family is stuck." Blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. I remember. Well, I remember he the whole says thing Ryan like, Andrew Ryan, who is like the he explains is like the the leader, the 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 big shot in this town, uh, has taken his family. Yeah. And then you encounter a little sister. So this is kind of as you're trying to mm-hmm. track down Ryan. And Atlas says, hey, kill that little girl. It'll be really good for you. And Tenenbaum, who is a doctor who contacts you over the radio, says you don't have to kill them. 
and uh, she will give you a plasmid that can remove the sea slug from their body and free them from their brainwashing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, so so here's the thing with the little sisters. They they look evil. And yeah. they definitely have some evilness to them. Yeah. Yeah. So when you murder them, you like, sa- you like, you sacrifice the them. Adam out of them. Yeah. But they die. Which is a, which is, it's like a, it's a biochemical thing, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. like, I think if you save them, you still get Adam, but you get less of it. But you don't get as much. Yeah. But if you kill them, you take more Adam. You get more. But like, it is worth it to not kill them later on is it yeah you get a bunch of shit if you don't kill them later on but you also get a whole it's kind of like actually that was one of the critiques about the game so i will say that there wasn't a huge difference other than the ending yeah um like gameplay wise it wasn't actually it was only a 10 percent loss which isn't enough to like and it wasn't enough to really impact your ability to do things later in the game. Yeah. So it wasn't so much as a need as a want situation. Like you had to want that little bit of Adam. Um, yeah. Especially late game. Like early game, there's an argument that like maybe you want to progress faster. But even then, it's not so substantial that I think like you progress that much faster. Um, yeah. It was one it, of the things that a lot of people do critique it on. Like, there was I, I would really agree, no need. I think, like, another issue is that, so, like, there's a good ending, a bad ending, and, like, a medium ending. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, to get the, there's no, like, gradient. It's, like, you either need to save every single one, kill every single one, or, like, if you do even just one mix, then you get the middle ending. Yeah. So, essentially, you continue along. Uh, you can choose the choice in the game. The big choice is like how you fight, what you upgrade, and really whether you kill the little sisters or I almost called them baby sisters, <laughs> little <laughs> sisters or not. Uh, the thing about the little sisters, and this is iconic, is they have a big daddy counterpart. So there's a big daddy who will protect the little sisters. So you generally have to like kill the big daddy or deal with the big daddy before you can actually rescue the little sister. Yes. Or kill the little sister. And uh, the Big Daddy is like the very famous, like if you've heard of Bioshock, I'm sure you've seen a yes. picture of the yeah. Big Daddy before. For those who don't know, it's like a, imagine like a 1950s like diver suit made of iron and has a giant drill for a hand. Yeah. But so, they're like real big and clunky. Yeah. You had to stop Ryan. Atlas is like, my family is in this part of the you know, city, and then you watch it blow up. <laughs> so you're Very like, sad. cool. Well, well, awesome. shit, eh? Amazing. <laughs> Very sad for him. Atlas loses his mind because his whole family has died. And so he encourages, asks very kindly, if Jack will fight his way through the entirety of the city. So you have to go through the long way through all the districts to find Ryan. And that is kind of the majority of the game. I would say that's probably 60% of it. Yeah. And then uh, you 
get close to Ryan's lair and you drop through the ceiling. I remember this very vividly. <laughs> I thought this was the end of the game. I also yes. thought and this is so. It also not, it's 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 like been it feels... long. You've been playing long enough that you've encountered enough, you know, mini bosses and stuff. At this point, you it could feels... see like yeah. an end of the game. Yeah. It is six. It's about 70 percent. I would say. Yeah. Maybe seventy five. Like it's very. Cl- you're getting close, and so you drop through the ceiling and you land in this room, and it's covered with like black and white paper and like photos and stuff like that, and and in red paint or blood, whatever you want to say, is would you kindly... Red paint. For, <laughs> it's red for, paint. For, for, for Marissa. Uh, for, rating pur- for ESRB rating purposes, it's, it's red, red paint. paint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and it says, would you kindly? And at this point, I didn't really clue in. I don't know. Like, I, like you kind of feel something coming, but you don't really know what I feel like is kind of the thing. I don't know. How did you guys feel with this part? I I don't think I like keyed on it right away, but I'm also not the type of person in video games to like look into t- like look like I was kind of just like at this point I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like almost at the end. Like let me just do this final boss really quickly. And like I kind of rushed through it a little bit. Um on the second playthrough, I I was like enjoying the environment a lot more. Yeah. But like my first kind of speed, like the first one I did was more of like a speed run. So I like I didn't I don't even like I didn't even pay that much attention to the wall kind of yeah. thing. Like I was just this, like this was like one I remember being like oh god like there's a twist. I feel like yeah. that was my feeling. Like I was like this is not. I think I was like jaw dropped. Yeah. Like the whole yeah. like it's like it shit was, was like, going oh, on and I was just like shit. what the fuck is happening? Like what's yeah. about to go yeah. down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you proceed into Andrew Ryan's office and he's playing golf very casually and he explains that you are actually his illegitimate son uh you were sold by ryan's mistress as an embryo to somebody named frank fontaine who was very much against andrew ryan Mm -hmm. um and you were rapidly aged up essentially they they made you grow up really fast and they turned you through a series of triggers and genetic coding into essentially an assassin. And your trigger phrase is, would you kindly? So when somebody says, would you kindly do X, Y, Z, you have to do X, Y, Z. And I remember my jaw dropping. Like, I was like... And then you realize how many times, and I think they actually play it for you, how many times Atlas said, would you kindly? Yeah, but, like, the thing is, like, so, like, they make Atlas, like, Irish, I think? No, Atlas. I don't He's got think, an accent. I, think, I don't think he had an accent. He's I think 100%. Frank Fontaine has no, an accent. No, Atlas had an accent. And then I think he, he had, like, a 1940s, accent. like, a... When the game like starts, it. Atlas has an accent, and then when he when he like reveals that he's been like tricking you, I think he he, he ditches the accent, but he had an accent, and I think that's it how wasn't, they sold It was like you. an American, it was a type of American accent. It wasn't like as I'm deep almost as certain Atlas. it was like a Midwest like or like a Boston. I think Russ is looking it up, but I, he had an accent. It was he the way they had written the character 
was that it would you kindly didn't stand out as a phrase and so you were have it, you it, ever heard an irish person say would you kindly <laughs> yeah but i, I also have never like heard a, like i've never southern, talked to an irish person so i would just assume that's how they talk it's like a southern like a, would you kindly I'm, where the fuck are we gonna find an irish person <laughs> ireland i live I don't in know. ireland <laughs> the store <laughs> what store the irish store, the store? <laughs> little very, ireland uh, i don't know Matt. <laughs> you want from uh, me <laughs> to the irish community uh anyways they know, they like did a boston celtics game i don't know <laughs> the boston... <laughs> uh anyway i don't know like i i didn't it didn't seem out of place i'm saying would you kindly I think it was more of like a southern like a would you kindly pick up that ranch i think bris is currently listening to quotes <laughs> <laughs> it looks like she's currently listening to quotes um uh yeah he does have an irish accent oh damn and Thank Frank you. Fontaine, <laughs> let's just get this out of the way really quickly because I know this is coming up. He does change his voice, so yeah, yeah. yeah he I, he like drops the accent. He, does, he once he figures out like once you like once he reveals that he's been yeah like triggering you, he he just like ah fuck it, I'm not Irish anymore. I'm not like <laughs> he just he just drops the act. So for the record. He... He also has an Irish accent. Fontaine? <laughs> yeah, Irish it's, very it's like just a very different one. Fontaine, he definitely throws his voice. So he sounds like very smooth. Uh, the YouTube video I actually opened up uh, described it as sexy. Oh, no. uh, wow. So it's got, it's got, it, it feels safe. <laughs> and then um, his other voice, which is Frank Fontaine's actual voice, is is more of like the mobster-esque voice that you would expect a villain to have. And the thing is, is you know this entire time you've been hearing about Frank Fontaine, you've actually been picking up um, recordings that Frank Fontaine has made. And so you know what he sounds like. So when Atlas mm -hmm. drops the accent, it is very like, oh my God, that's who this is. Um, yeah. You also realize that you were actually the person who took down the plane. Which they, is, it's... yeah, a little thing. Uh, they left you a envelope to be opened at a certain time in the flight. And it said, would you kindly take down this plane? And you go ahead and do that. Uh, you are then compelled by Ryan, Andrew Ryan, to kindly kill him and to beat his uh, face in with the golf club, which was also really, like, it was weird. Yeah. It was a weird moment we're when Andrew Ryan was like, hey, kill me, bud. Uh, that was, that was that. And... You realize that Atlas is Fontaine. Fontaine faked his death. And he now has control of essentially like Rapture, all of Ryan's systems. And he chases you down with hostile security drones. Uh, you are saved by Dr. Tannenbaum and the Little Sisters. See, this is where personally I wish there was a bigger payoff for having helped them. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe they rescue you faster. Maybe. Maybe they like, like join you for the boss fight at the end. Like, like, well, like it's also just like, I feel like Tan and Bob would maybe be more inclined to help you. Yeah. If you. Yeah. 
But anyway, she helps you regardless. It doesn't matter. She removes your mental conditioning. Um, and she removes one that uh, was put in place in case you ever um, rebelled, which would stop your heart. Um, and then you, I mean, you don a big daddy suit. I remember that because I, I really liked this part. I didn't just sneak. <laughs> um, and you meet up with Fontaine in his lair. Uh, he injects himself with a large amount of Adam, which makes him really hard to kill. And the little sisters aid you in draining the Adam and helping you kill him. And now you have your two endings. So you either... If you've rescued all but one little sister, you get the good ending. And if you've harvested more than one little sister, then you get the bad ending. So you had to kill two to get the bad ending. And you uh, could kill one and still get the good ending. Well, because you have to kill one. Like, I think that, yeah, I think you have to kill. Yeah, the first one that Fontaine does you to kill. No, you don't. I thought you had to kill that one. You do not have to kill that one. I never killed that one. I thought you did. I'm a good person. So I thought that was nope. before Tannenbaum tells nope. you that there's an option. <laughs> no. Okay. No, she chimes in right away. She chimes in right away. When you first meet the little sister, she's like, hey, you don't have to do this. And Atlas is like, I don't really care. Do what you want. I think you should kill them. He doesn't force you. Oh, okay. So you do always have the choice. Um. So if you successfully or if you save them all they return to the surface with you you adopt five of them fuck the others i guess as your daughters <laughs> and well, you five live is a full a lot. life let's let's be fair <laughs> yeah you they live a full life under your care and they are they are your family and they surround you at your deathbed uh this is considered the canon ending cool by the way uh if you kill more than one uh, you turn on the little sisters at the end of the game and you harvest their atom. Um, and Tannenbaum sadly narrates what occurs. Uh, a U.S. Navy submarine comes across the plane's wreckage and you send up splicers to take control of it and you now have all the s- terrible secrets of the world. This is interesting, though. The more little sisters you harvested, the harsher her narrative becomes. So if you killed all of them, she's like real pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you only killed two of them, she's a little bit less. She's more sad. I think that's what I remember. Like, I remember there being like a middle ending and I think it was just that it was the same cutscene, but she spoke in like a sad tone. And she wasn't but like if condemning. It, if it yeah. was like the bad, like the bad ending, she was like real mad and then you yep. burned in hell <laughs> yeah very much so yeah. horrible <laughs> so something that i found interesting that i learned that i didn't yeah. realize um the the creator levine didn't want to do two endings like in his head he originally was only planning on having the one ending but people higher up uh what what the way they phrase it, like people higher up the food chain we're like, when you're publishing this game, you need to have multiple endings because that's cool and that's hip. Mm. That's what's selling video games right now. So you have to add like... So in his head, I think it was just supposed to be like the one. Interesting. But they were like, yeah, no. 
the the like higher up developers were like you need to have multiple endings so he added in like very late like very late stage he was like okay fine which kind of explains why it's like the choices really didn't matter yeah yeah that much like it was it was very much a a late stage Mm -hmm. fine there's multiple scenes that's fair i thought that was pretty interesting all right so um generally i guess I don't know where you guys want to go next. What do you want to talk <laughs> about next with this game? Um, so I so a couple of things that I found. Uh, we we can do what we found was interesting while I was while I was doing my research. So the um, they had a concept for like the drones that are harvesting. Um, like they wanted basically like a drone that would harvest valuable resource, a uh, protector of the drone, and then something trying to steal the resource and like they were Mm. trying to like they didn't know like they kind of settled on the big daddy pretty quickly because it was like cool but they didn't know what they wanted to do like it ended up being like the little sisters the big daddies and the splicers so the little sisters are like the thing holding the resource the big daddies protect them and then the splicers are the thing trying to like steal the resource um but like they they didn't know where to like they didn't start with little girls and like one of the options they were looking at was like dogs in wheelchairs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like such a specific like. <laughs> yeah, so in the in the remake, so uh, on uh, or the remaster on on Steam they remastered it. And I think they remastered it on the consoles as well. Like you can get like the yeah, Bioshock yeah. collection. There is a museum, and you can go through the museum. It's like a it's just like in the menu. It's like like a bonus level, and it, it they yeah. show you all the concept art that didn't make it into the game and that that's in there like the dogs in the wheelchairs and like the original design of the big daddies and stuff where they looked more like zombies yeah because like their like suit had decayed or whatever and so you can see through them even like the little sisters looked like zombies and the splicers looked like it had a much more horror feel to it in like the early development and then they like kind of stepped it back a little bit to create more of what rapture is when yeah when it launched so like um it was like their possible designs could have also been like bugs and like you just harvested the bugs and the yeah. bugs gave you Adam. Um but they ended up settling on like little girls. Cause he thought that the twentieth century, like um Aldous Huxley, George Orwell and Ayn Rand and considered their ideas fascinating. So he thought the dystopian and utopian thinkers would have allowed little girls to yeah so yeah also the 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 biggest part that he pulled from ayn rand was that um and her book atlas shrugged was the objectivism Mm -hmm. so the idea that man is or should be driven by like pure selfishness rather than Mm -hmm. altruism and that was what the entirety of rapture was based on which is really cool um and that was always um intended to go along with the fact that theoretically a lot of the people who inhabit rapture were people who had been oppressed and looked for freedom from that oppression and thus became the the oppressed the oppressors so a way to get away from it and then becoming the thing you hate becoming the thing you hate yeah yeah the other thing like i'm looking at a picture of um 
the GE building with like the Rockefeller. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much uh, like symbolism. Like I, yeah, I, just, I, I never really looked at the stuff in New York. Like I've been to New yeah. York before, but I never like went to the Rockefeller building or like saw any of that stuff. But just like a lot of the um, like construction that was like happening during the Great Depression and like or like before the Great mm-hmm. Depression and then throughout the Great Depression, like Rapture really does look like a city built in like the 40s and like 50s that sank or like they yeah. built it underwater and then like they started to decay because it was. I think also like the thing that always caught me was just the like aesthetic, right? So that very like 40s, 50s inspired style that was still just like poking through into the 60s when the game takes place. And the idea that like a lot of the entertainment was the same. So they had like, I think my favorite battle was like Cohen and he's like the piano player mm-hmm. and it's just like his entire like persona was just so prevalent of like the like mad artist and they just did a really good job of making it feel very cohesive yeah even though you're like under sea <laughs> and in a literal like essentially zombie infested because the things that are attacking you i guess that's another place we can go we can talk a little bit more about the characters and the and the enemies um are splicers who have just like overdosed essentially on adam Mm. and like they're just messed up yeah yeah they're like mutated and there's also like a whole like bad plastic surgery like subplot yeah yes so it's yeah. like they're they're like that was not my favorite part of the game yeah it's like, like they yeah like modify their bodies <laughs> and, and stuff yeah but it's like that's kind of like you like it i can kind of see like society going there right like in the 60s or like in the 50s if you had a bunch of rich people go to the bottom of the ocean and like we have to be like peak beauty and like yeah just started hacking each other's faces to make them look mm-hmm. prettier like it's a very brute way of describing it, but like I can see that happening. Like it, like that oh, seems yeah, very realistic sure. to me, for sure. Right, like everything about this game, it's like even though it takes place at the bottom of the ocean, like you're in a, like, you're literally in an underwater city, and I'm just like, no, this is very realistic to me. Like I can see this happening. Yeah. Like, so do you do you remember that the little sisters called the big daddy Mister Bubbles? Yeah, I, I forgot about it until you said it. But now that you said I it, I literally like, forgot about it until I read it. I read the line <laughs> and I was Mr. like, Bubbles. I can hear it. I can yeah. hear them saying Mr. Bubbles. Uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to like take a little side tour to like the enemies. So there's the big daddies, which we've talked about, um, and they protect the little sisters. Um, the little sisters are these evil looking girls unless you save them. And then you have the security devices, which is this was another part of the game that I thought just was really well done. So you can mm-hmm. hack the security so this, devices. So for the right, so uh, earlier when I was talking about the hacking, this yeah, it it was borrowed from System Shock, but it was a different game, like mini game. But the mini yeah. game aspect mm-hmm. of the hacking they they had done in System Shock. Okay. Yeah. So and then they have the splicers, and so these are, um. 
yeah, they've they've definitely they've essentially overspliced and had so many biological modifications that they they've lost their mind. And there's a couple different types of splicers. So there's the thuggish, the leadhead, the nitro, the spider, and the houdini. Do you guys remember what each All one terrifying. of them does? <laughs> well, I remember Did spider and houdini. <laughs> yeah, so the the spider um has like these like hooks on yeah. as hands. Yeah. Or on like they have hooks and they crawl on the ceiling. So this was especially fun for Marissa. Mm -hmm. um, Naturally. The Houdini, I think, is famous because I've talked about it so much on this podcast. But the Houdini splicer can disappear. <laughs> yeah. Um, they turn into an invisible cloud of molecules and then reform elsewhere, which looks both like roses and blood. Yeah. Um, and then we have the nitro. I I don't remember. I remember the spiders and the and the thuggish. Things. I remember the thuggish because those are just the ones with the wrenches and shit. Yeah, those ones just you meet them early game and they just yeah. wreck you. Um. Then they turn into the electrified ones, which come up later. Yeah. And that's how they make them like a little bit harder. Uh, the lead heads are the ones with guns. Okay. Makes sense. Um, you either carbines or cross crossbows and stuff. And then the nitro ones have grenades. I don't, yeah, not... I don't remember a lot of grenades, but maybe. <laughs> and Molotov cocktails. Maybe the Molotov cocktails. Uh, so this one. Um, Was that like a late game thing? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember a lot of grenades being thrown at me, but also I've, I haven't played the game in a while, so I could, I could just be forgetting. Yeah, I think it, you it, would it, recommend them if you if you saw them. They have they're carrying on a box. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, And when they realize that they're not going to win the fight, they blow themselves up. Yeah, I think that sounds familiar. I remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm not sure when you run into them. It looks like the medical pavilion is the first one, which I think is like the first area you're like really in. It's like one of the yeah. That's pretty so early. I think they're they're pretty early. Um yeah, so those are the different type types of splicers. And then that's like pretty much it. Um, there's two types of uh, big daddies as well. So there's the rosy and the bouncer. I don't remember two different big daddies. The rosy is from the second game. Is it like the. The rosy is from the first game. Yeah, the rosy is in the first game. There's two types. So there's one with um that shoots at you and then there's one with mm -hmm. the drill. Yeah. Those were, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay. And those are the two different types. Yeah, that's that's just, just the name of them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah the Rosie and the Bouncer. Like so like the big daddies, they were like really like slow and sluggish. And like you had to sneak by them, but then as soon as they like saw you, they would like charge at you. 
It was very terrifying. Yeah, they weren't supposed to really come near you unless you got near the little sister. But like sometimes yeah. you didn't know where the little sister was. Yeah. So if you got in between them and the little sister, like they would charge you. Like a like which a is moose. really annoying. <laughs> it's it's like a moose. Like don't get between them and their baby. Don't fuck with the moose. Is that is that all I need to know? If I see a moose, just don't get in between it and the baby. Well, and I'll be okay. Well, also just don't get near it in general. <laughs> just but... don't get near it, yeah. So. So one thing about the splicers like that I absolutely loved was like they had like those like masquerade like they were like a lot of them were like wearing masks like the bunny mask. Yeah. 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 And it's like the art style and the concept was like. Yeah. The bunny masks were the uh, really spider cool. ones. Yeah. The Houdini and ones just, had, they looked, they also had a mask great. on but I don't remember what their mask was. I think it was just like a basic masquerade mask. Um, speaking of enemies, I do have a fun fact. The game could only render five bodies at a time. So if, if you're in a room and you kill the sixth splicer and you didn't loot any of the other splicers yet, it would the first it. one you killed would turn into a box. With, Interesting. With all oh, the loot. I think I, I yeah, think I remember this. With all the loot that the that the splicer had, and it would just keep going like as you would kill if you killed the seventh and the second one would turn into a box. You just have a bunch of boxes everywhere. Do you think that's why you only adopt five at the end? Like you adopt it could only <laughs> that's all that can render. <laughs> Couldn't render more. Couldn't render. <laughs> all right. So I think kind of the last thing I, I think we should maybe talk about it is a little bit of the gameplay and like then pros and cons of the game. Sure. So, so let's like start. my what something that I liked is like you had like the upgrades and they were kind of like elemental. Mm -hmm. The yeah, the plasmids. The plasmids, but yeah. it was like you had like a freeze one and like an electric one. Yeah, and they were I, yeah, they were like just, environmental for sure because you could like electrocute water. Yeah, and then yeah, everything in the water would get electrocuted. Like you can freeze stuff and set shit on fire. Yeah, like I'm just I'm just a huge fan. I like it's this the most basic place to go because like what do you what else do you do you know what I mean like yeah but it's just like I'm I'm a fan when when you have like elemental weaponry. So, yeah, there were uh, a couple that weren't yeah. elemental, but yeah. there were um there were a lot that were elemental. Like they had the the winter blast, which was mm. ice, and then they had the um incinerate, which was fire, obviously. They also had enrage. Like they had other ones that like just affected yeah. the mental state of your enemies, which was really cool. And so you could like hypnotize the big daddy and then it would protect you instead of the little sister. Yeah. I yeah, used that yeah, one yeah. a lot. I liked that one a yeah, lot. Yeah, that was that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. And um There was one that you could hack. It was like a remote hacking one. Um or was it made it make made hack? hacks easier there was a well, there was a hacking one I think, that was right? an upgrade you could make oh. the hacking easier oh okay but you could also have a security bullseye so you would um you could like uh call the security devices in the area to attack yeah, yeah 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 um but i also just like them that they're like 1940s like comic style yes yes like yeah the, the little like matchstick and like the like the telekinesis with like little bending spoon. And the, when you unlocked yeah. a new one, it had like a little training video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the training like, videos. Like I the, actually forgot about like, those. Like the safety videos that like they would have played at like the 50s workplaces. Yes, <laughs> it was like yes, plasmid. yes, yes. 
don't set your coworkers on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't played Bioshock, I, I highly recommend just Googling those. Because oh, yeah. Those, those, those are those fun videos. So yeah. for me, that was the biggest thing that stood out because like every other aspect was kind of just like first person shooter. Like you had your guns and like you had a wrench, like your melee was like a wrench. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had like your pistol and like that stuff was kind of like, like kind of, like, you can't really like stray too far from like, you know, a pistol is a pistol. So like for me, the plasmids was like the biggest thing that stood out. Yeah. Um, other than that like there was a lot of there was a lot of stealth there was a lot of looting i don't yeah. i don't and know what was... you guys are talking about i don't remember any stealth <laughs> <laughs> i remember some stealth. i um, remember being encouraged to maybe to be sneak. stealthier and then i was like no i'm gonna go in guns blazing thanks yeah the, the I guess one, if you had enough bullets. Yeah. The one thing I would never forget is the fucking jingle from the vending machine. The, it's a circus of values. Oh my God. <laughs> Just triggered. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to talk about something that I think was like good and bad. Um, So this is like, I when I was doing research, this was the one like critique that a lot of people had. I, I I think it helped. I I'm sure it helped Matt at some point. Uh, but I it also I remember getting into a situation where this was like I was just kind of almost stuck, and this was the only reason I got through it. But you would go to like if you died, you went to like a revita chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your enemies kept the same health. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely use that feature. So you could definitely like just die over and over and yeah. over again and you would just eventually kill. It's a thousand percent was... how I played this game. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember getting caught at one point where I didn't have any bullets or something. Oh. Like I was out of ammo and then I was trying to get more and I just like it just wasn't working out. And like pretty much the only reason I got through it was because I kept respawning. Like it would have been way more painful if I would have had to like not do like that. Restart over, yeah. It is like a little bit of a critique, just because like that is definitely a strategy that I'm sure Matt, like a lot of people, Matt used. You know, yeah. um. <laughs> it's like if, so. Are is the critique that the game should have been harder and like you should have just restarted? Okay, it's okay. We don't. Or is, I'm just curious. Okay. I'm curious because <laughs> to me that's a pro. Like you said, you have some pros and cons. To me, that was a pro. I'm curious to know if you think it was personally. Um Because yeah. I know you like to play games harder, but like you, you said, like while you're doing, I'm research. more of a fan of being able to go back further. Yeah. Which I remember wasn't always an option, depending on where you were in the game. Like you would get. St- stuck in certain areas and you mm-hmm. couldn't go back so i don't think there's a way around it if you don't have that because like if you can't go back to like reloot or like yeah, get more yeah. supplies then you will just end up dying over and over again and if the enemies heal during that yeah. process it's you kind of just get shitty. stuck right you kind of yeah. get stuck i will say I do remember being annoyed at one point because I died and then 
I was like put in the Vita chamber, but it was like right next to where I died. So all the enemies all were the there. Enemies so were right there. I couldn't leave. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really know what to do here, guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm kind of like, I, I think eventually I waited and they like all dispersed. But like, it was kind of just one of those moments where I was like, this feels like a problem. Yeah, I would it say feels like kind of like a glitch, like probably yeah. shouldn't have happened that way. I think yeah. my biggest complaint is that the little sisters, other than a good feeling in my heart knowing I didn't kill any of them, you don't actually get like. There's not like a huge reason to kill them. In my opinion, yeah. And it's almost like I feel like some people might have gone in killing them because they thought they were getting more than they were. <laughs> So that's what that's what happened to me because like I like I was like I was under the impression that like Adam was going to be like really hard to find and like I was going to like really struggle through it. So like I feel like I killed one and then saved one and then killed a couple more and like I definitely didn't kill that many like I killed like two or three. And then I was like, wait, mm -hmm. like I'm this isn't like beneficial. This isn't benefiting me as much as like, I thought it would like I, I don't really need this. But that still affected, like, the ending, right? So, like, when I played, I got, like, the shitty, like, middle ending where the girl was just sad. Yeah. And it's, like, it, it was just because, like, I just didn't know. And then on my second playthrough, like, I saved all of them. Yeah. But it's, like, they really make it sound like it's going to be a lot more beneficial to Yeah. Murder. And also, and this was one of the critiques uh, by Clint Hawking. Uh, he wrote a whole essay about it, about how it creates a ludonarrative dissonance between the story and the mechanics because Sacco's eyes got so big. You said a bunch of words that I didn't understand. I was following. <laughs> We're good. So... <laughs> I was I was like in the zone and then I looked over at yeah. his screen and Sacco she was, was little... just having a panic attack. <laughs> All right, so the, yeah, he, the Ludo narrative dissonance, dissonance, yeah, for sure. 100%. Dissonance, yeah. Are you so, it can you spell that? There, <laughs> there, there was a disconnect between the story and the mechanics. So the suggestion of the story is that we shouldn't be selfish because it leads to these like corrupt dystopian societies that will eventually crumble. But the mechanics suggest and even like outrightly say that you get a bigger benefit by being selfish. And yeah. I actually kind of like, I, I get the point here, but I think this is where potentially, I think it does become just more of a moral choice. And I would have loved to see the differences. And it makes sense knowing that maybe the differences weren't, you know, fully intended to make a difference in the story from the beginning. There wasn't mm -hmm. gonna be two endings, but I would have loved to see that play up in more ways. And I think two ways it could have played out a little bit more is like, yeah, you could have had more instant benefit in killing the little sisters, mm -hmm. but there might've been a long-term benefit in not that you don't really know. So you're kind of faced with a moral dilemma of like, I know I shouldn't do this, but it's choosing between you know, like a short-term versus a long-term benefit, even if you don't know that the long-term benefit is there. Yeah. Because um, that is what selfishness is yeah. technically like, right? Like you can you can do it for short-term gain versus potentially long-term societal gain. 
And so like, there is, there should, in my opinion, there should have been more consequences to both. Just at I different think the short term game, like I agree that the consequences, but also like the short term game should have been more because even the short term gain wasn't really. Yeah, absolutely. That's what like, I'm saying. Like 10% yeah. of increase in Adam. Like I never even looked at that in the game and thought about it personally because yeah. I was just like, I don't really want to kill this creature. Yeah. Um, I feel bad for her. She's clearly like upset and I don't want to hurt her and then it was like 10 percent more adam and i was like yeah i'm good yeah. like <laughs> it's fine i'm fine but even like they're so like they do look really evil and it's like i get like when you're when you're like um kind of sacrificing them it's like yeah it's just like a little evil like demon thing like i don't feel bad but like when you save one they like become like normal little girls again and they're yeah. like, oh, thanks it's like I think as soon as you like, say like, one, two, like you like, really can't. The rest can't. of like I can't kill. Like this is very much not a monster. This is like a uh, uh, evil ploy to make me evil. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like once you save evil. one, it's like immediately like oh yeah no this is I feel bad for doing this. Yeah, and I think I think maybe like that might be the point is that there isn't necessarily a huge like benefit other than morals to yeah. not kill them. But I do think even in that argument, there should have been a more immediate benefit to killing yeah. them if you're trying I, to, to like make it more of a decision. Because I just never felt like it was necessary. It does make a lot more sense knowing that he didn't want to have two endings and that it was like a late stage yeah. game because like he wanted you to save them all because like that's yeah. the kind yeah. of ending, right? Like, yeah. So like that's that's why there wasn't a really big payoff. But it's like yeah. just don't put two endings then like don't give us the... yeah i mean he tried he tried not <laughs> to he was, he was advocating <laughs> i uh i think i think i like the only thing else i want to say before i give my rating is i think this is one of the best games and it's the scariest game i've ever played i think i have the funniest stories about it I think I have the funniest stories about hearing about you guys playing it and being upset that you didn't have certain jump scares, Sacco, and you didn't about. get <laughs> absolutely frightened to death by Houdini Splicer, Sacco. And I and I love talking about this game. Like when somebody mm -hmm. in my friend group plays it for the first time, I am so pumped to hear their thoughts. I'm I'm always curious where they are. And every time they're like, I'm almost done, I'm like, okay, what part are you at? Because I'm like, are you actually almost done? Or are you about to go see Ryan almost done? Because yeah. there's a difference. I uh, I just think if if you've thought about playing it, even if you've been spoiled, I still think it's worth the play. Yeah, I think I'm going to replay it. Like after after like looking it up and stuff, I'm like, man, I, like I kind of want to replay this. Like it's such a good game. And and like we've I've said this before, like the world building is so good. Like Rapture feels like so realistic and also so otherworldly. And it's just like mm -hmm. the perfect balance of like yes, this could happen and like foreshadowing and like the utopian, dystopian uh kind of battle. But it's just the whole, the whole game. It's a fantastic game. I think I'm going to replay it. That's what I'm taking away from today. 
<laughs> that I should replay this game. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about ratings. So, out of ten, who wants to go first? I'll give it a nine. A nine, Simon? A nine. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll probably go eight. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want me to elaborate? I thought the like I like I I thought the it's, it's not the it's not the game's fault you glitched it out of a well no game. that's not why I'm giving it an eight the the game's fantastic I, but I thought the I didn't like I didn't I didn't love the controls I felt I thought they were a little bit clunky like the like aiming and like shooting and all all that stuff like the combat of it I felt was a little bit clunky yeah so for, so for, for a me... first person shooter and like that's at the end of the day that is what it is but it's like it's not but it is. Like the you play yeah. like a first person shooter, it's, but it it's is got a first way person more shooter, like elements to it. And I just felt like the like the aiming mechanic and the the combat is it itself. clunky. Yeah, is it clunky in terms of like. No, I have more of a question. Oh, sorry. It's not. Is it clunky? <laughs> no, I think that it is clunky. <laughs> uh is it clunky for a game in two thousand seven? I would say so. For a game in if two thousand, if I'm comparing it to other first person shooters from 2007 like halo 3 and call of duty like it felt really clunky and i'm not expecting it to be call of duty like obviously i'm not expecting it to be like a like a... i really want to laugh because i know all matt is thinking is how clunky he found the halo <laughs> controls halo was fucking bad you have, you have to right now you have to halo you have bad. to adjust the controls <laughs> no because if by I have default to adjust the controls, puts your sensitivity no, on like negative no. four if I have to adjust <laughs> the controls, it's a clunky game. No, you <laughs> I'm sure you could have adjusted up a little bit. I turned no, the my sensitivity up down. On... I turned my sense when I play Call of Duty, my sensitivity is set to like one. Mine's at like I turned mine down. Nine. That was not my issue. My issue with fucking Halo was the fact that like the grenade button was like a. Oh yeah, no, the controls like, were the stupid. Button layout is stupid. <laughs> but like Halo the felt clunky. Aiming Halo, mechanic. The first Halo was no, it was clunky. It's clunky as fuck. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> I, I, I didn't find the controls that clunky to be honest with you I'm, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say a 9 I think maybe this is coming from the part that I played it at a time where I hadn't played a lot of first person shooters so maybe I was just expecting them to feel like maybe I'm just not having that same sensitivity that somebody who played, you know, Call of Duty for 12 hours a day might feel. Um <laughs> so oh no. <laughs> I, I love how we shit on Sacco and then and we're we're like Sacco, why don't you talk more? And then he says something we disagree with like, and I'm like idiot. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I can appreciate it an eight. I think and anything above a seven is a recommend in my books. So yeah, oh, no, it's a hundred percent a recommend. Like it's I'm I'm just looking up games um that came out in two thousand seven. Yeah. Hit me with them. And I was I was trying to like, have I played any of these? So Halo three came out in two thousand seven. Yeah. And I didn't play I Halo three because the <laughs> game wouldn't it was so damaged Listen, that I Halo three's controls the game. are infinitely better than Halo One's controls. Okay. So and then the Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, that came actually, out, Call Matt, Duty. we played it for about ten minutes and that was like the thing both of us said. We, said we were like, like oh, this, Wow, this, this is great. <laughs> so the Call of Duty that came out was Modern Warfare. That was a good 
the, that was those excellent. games that <laughs> game felt good but the other games that came out that i played because there's a whole bunch like i never played special forces special force 2 tale of truthful plague or like special no. operations 85 the Dark no. Mist, shadow run alpha prime crossfire red ocean never played any of those medal of honor i played all of the medal of honors and they were created by ea and not by um like infinity ward or like the like call of duty obviously had a bigger like dev team the medal of honor games were definitely as clunky as bioshock okay they were fun Fair enough i enjoyed playing them like bioshock didn't it was a little clunky but it wasn't you know what? as clunky I'll, as you make it i'm sound. gonna i'm gonna knock mine down to an 8.5 i still think it's it's a play for me like i think yeah. it's a 100 percent recommend 100 yeah i yeah i think so for me the story is an 11 out of 10 yeah, and the controls like are eight the out story, of the story breaks it for me. <laughs> I think the world building is a ten out of ten, and yeah. I think the like the controls are at like a seven. Yeah. So because the story broke the scale, the I other think thing I'm going to say like, that I, I I'm a little bit more disappointed that the choice, and I know that this is a factor that went beyond the yeah. control of like certain people in the room and people were advocating for different options but the lack of impact of the choice like i just wanted a little bit more i didn't want dragon age as 17 million endings but like just even like feeling that choice be a little bit more because i think i do remember playing i played the first bit with someone who had already played the game and i remember saying like is this something i'm gonna have to do like kill the little sisters yeah. and they were like no and even that just kind of like made the choice super easy yeah it, it, i think like definitely i agree that the like the choice the choice thing kind of wasn't the best but I throw that into I, I throw that into the clunkiness like that's the clunkiness of the game is that the choice based system was also bad yeah yeah but the plot Our, alone was was worth it for me. Yeah, the plot. One hundred percent recommend. Like I think we're all in agreement there. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, in usual Crown Heathens fashion, we've gone over time and, and over budget. had a blast doing it. Oh, I don't <laughs> remember putting a budget on this one. <laughs> All right, so any final thoughts, guys, about Bioshock? Oh, my God, can I speak? Gotta cut cut the speaking. We're over labor. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have any final thoughts on Bioshock or any other games that you want to throw in here at the end? I'm going to say a lot of people thought Bioshock Infinite wasn't related um, because it takes place in the sky and not in the ocean. And they had like similar mechanics with like the like uh the power ups that I already forgot the names of them plasmids plasmids like there was plasmids in it yeah. but like it was it was cool like kind of different game I'm not gonna spoil Bioshock Infinite but it does have a very similar like this game feels like it's about to end and then it doesn't yeah and it's, it's the story I will are say very the much... beginning the beginning is very messed up. That's as yeah, far like I got yeah. I got maybe like a quarter away through the game, which maybe means about fifteen percent because yeah, it felt like a quarter. Yeah, I so- <laughs> I I what I do love about Infinite, and I'll say this quickly: it starts 
with the same vibe and then it immediately goes to like oh my god paradise and then it gets religious and weird yeah fast yeah because you open up with like a baptism right yeah no you open up to going into a lighthouse (laughs) like it's very creepy yeah so my my only thing my only thing is i would give bioshock a 100% recommend play and i would give bioshock infinite a 100% recommend play if you've played bioshock yeah that's that's where i'm like we we don't have to talk about it we don't have to get into it but that's just my takeaway like the it, one thing that was i want a to good add and I, I remember halfway through it i was like i don't know how i feel about this it's tainting the bioshock name and then at the end of it, my jaw was yeah, dropped. Was like, like, oh, this, this was, was a good, good fucking yeah, game. This yeah. is a good the game. ending is excellent. <laughs> I loved the ending of it. The ending makes it worth the weird religious fucking yeah, yeah. stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, with that little side note at the end, I'm going to cut everyone off in a very short fashion here. So thank you so much for listening. If you have thoughts on how we did today or you want to talk about what part of Bioshock you love the most that we missed or we talked about, Go hit us up on our Discord server. You can find the link to that in the description of this podcast if Sacco did his job. If he didn't, join us on a Tuesday night don't at, yell at twitch.tv slash crown heathens and no. yell at no, Sacco. Don't yell at me. <laughs> yell at him. Or I'm doing my best. Politely once, whisper again. in his no. direction that he's horrible. <laughs> I'm doing it. We it's already also done. have a Twitter, a TikTok, and an Instagram account. You can yell at him on all those platforms too don't if he's not yell at me. Stuff. At, at all, crowned ever. heathens at crowned heathens on all three of those platforms otherwise we thank you again so much for listening to us talk a little bit about bioshock and a lot about gaming so that's pretty much it for this one and we will catch you in the next one bye friends I should go play. I should go play Bioshock now. Should download it right now. Do you have it in your Steam account? I have it in my Steam account. I have the remastered version too. I'm so excited. I think they what gave play? everyone the what remastered version for free. First, Matt, Cult you of the, the Lamb or Bioshock Infinite. I think you should play both at the same time. Yeah, I know. So, so they did a thing where if you owned, they they removed the original Bioshock off of the Steam library. Yeah. And they only put the remastered one. But if you had a copy of it, they gave you the remastered one. Yeah. And I, I heard that they were going to do it. And I yeah. bought it for like $2 and like 90 cents. Yeah. Oh my like God. I, I just like bought, I bought them. And it was like, they were like on, it was like a steam summer sale or whatever. And they were yeah. like two bucks. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then yeah, like, they were like I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did the exact the same thing. I'm pretty sure I did the exact same thing. <laughs> you get the remastered one. But I originally played it. Um, I think the funniest part about you telling stories like that, you two, is I... I know this happened. I wasn't there. Yeah. But I know this happened. And one of you texted the other and told the other to do it. <laughs> and Yo, now you're Bioshock sitting right here. <laughs> you're sitting here like five, whatever, five, ten years later. And you're like, oh, I did that too. Isn't that so well, weird? How do we both awesome. do that? How do we both do that? It's like, so we will. <laughs> it was, it was 100% a hundred percent a text message at like 3 a.m. being like, buy Bioshock right now and get the remastered one in a month. <laughs> or not even, just Absolutely. buy Bioshock right now.
no context. And, and now you're like, like you're like, like wow i can't believe i thought of that i'm so smart yeah. we're so smart the two are of we us? on the same wavelength that's, that's crazy. crazy we're so similar <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs>